Dwight Bain told me that he wanted to talk about problems today and character development. So obviously this won't have anything to do with you because you don't have any problems, but you could listen just for other people so that you can be there for them <laughs> to help with their character development. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL. I did. I truly laughed out loud. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. Is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is this, this is, this is life. life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. Yeah, so uh, problem number one is I know gluten is not good for me. I've done some personal tests and I can tell. Problem number really? two, I, I just ate a Chick-fil-A sandwich and it was, you know, chicken layered between gluten circles and they were amazing. Amazing. Wow, chicken layered between gluten circles. That sounds like a really interesting <laughs> I don't really think uh, people would buy that. You think it'll catch on? When I feed my kids wheat thins, I say, and, and I have Ritz crackers or wheat thins, I say, do you want gluten circles or gluten squares? <laughs> so I'm only to the gluten obsession, but I eat it because I want it. I like it. Give me some of it. Bring me your gluten, you know. Gluten circles. Hi, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. We've got uh, gluten circles. And uh, after that, we're going to have some gluten squares and... Uh, we're going to follow that up with some gluten triangles. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about problems today? That's awesome. Well, I, I was thinking it. about, I mean, we all have problems. You know, you got problems, I got problems. All God's children got problems. Word. But do you learn from them? Because here's what I know. If you don't learn from problems, you're going to keep repeating problems. Yeah, this the is really good. The same problem. This is good because I'm digging into shame this week because we're doing a shame Bible study at womenwhobelieve.com and I'm reading Brene Brown's work on shame and this thought is just so good. So good. I'm learning so much because shame has been a mystery word to me, kind of like it was synonymous with guilt and I'm starting to understand, you know, I'm reading um, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. If anybody wants to read it with me, just, you know, trying to understand deeper things. But then I had this thought, okay, we bring our shame into the light. We find empathetic people. We um, find people who are dealing with the same things. But then what is, it's what Dwight's saying right now. Okay, then how do we, how do we grow our character so that we don't just continue to swirl around in the things that bring us shame? Well, if, and again, we go back to uh, a very basic scriptural principle and the, and the principle is this god uses painful life experiences to teach us to grow us because he doesn't want us to stay stuck in the same old problem but if i don't learn and grow because he's a loving father it's like oh, okay you didn't learn that lesson okay here i'll give it to you again and he's not doing it because he's mad at us lisa i i know a guy who um lost his job we go to a bible study or we used to go to a bible study together and he put in hundreds of resumes. Um, Well-educated guy, hundreds of resumes. But he had this like chip on his shoulder and nobody could talk to him. And, and our relationship ended because he said, you know, I just, I put in another hundred resumes this week. I don't know what the problem is. And I thought, you know, friend, nobody's telling you the truth. And so I'm going to do you a favor. 
And so I said, <laughs> you know, sometimes you really seem really harsh and judgmental and, and I don't think you're, you're easy to get along with. And he said, Boom. why would you say that? And I said, cause I think it's keeping you from getting hired. You're used to being a boss and I don't think anybody's going to hire you to be their boss. And sometimes you just come across really harsh and, and, and kind of mean. And at least he hasn't talked to me since. Yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't hear it. He but I know this. If you don't learn from your problems, then the God who loves you is like, oh, my child. Because mm -hmm. the only way you're going to learn, because a tiny percentage of people, I wish I could be in this group, but, but a tiny percentage of people, they read a book about it, or they hear a testimony about it, or they sit at the table with you and I, Lisa, and they go, oh, that's smart. So a tiny percentage of people learn from the painful mistakes of other people. T mm -hmm. Tiny, tiny yes, group. Yes, I want to be a part of that group. Oh, I want to learn in the classroom. I want to learn in the classroom and not... My friend Julie always says that. Let's learn it in the classroom and not in the field. <laughs> yeah. So then the majority of people, and you and I get to be in that you know group, um, and it's kind of like, oh, no, no. I'm not going to read a book about it. I'm not going to listen to somebody else talk about their experience. No. What? You busted your head and got stitches? I, what, you think that? Let me show you how to bust your head and get stitches. I will show you how to do this. <laughs> what is that? Is that human nature? What is that? What is that? Well... I think, you know, when I look at it, I think of like, uh, you know, at least if we were sitting at the coffee you know, shop and sitting at the table, I'd get a napkin, I'd draw on the back of a napkin, a circle, and I'd break it into three different sections because character development and personal development and spiritual development are kind of like the circle. And so hard times help me with character development. Difficult experiences push me toward spiritual development. And then being interested or curious or paying attention to my friends and their journeys helps me with personal development. And that's reading books and going to workshops and things like that. But all of those, personal development, character development, and spiritual development, lead me to God. Mm -hmm. God wants me to grow. God wants you to grow. God wants to change us from the inside out, but he waits on us. And if I can learn... I mean, just to humble myself before God, to take a copy of his word or Jesus calling or, or, or whatever you use to go into God's presence and say, Lord, help me with these blind spots. Help me with these weak spots. If, if we can do that together, which is what I think this time is about, mm -hmm. then we grow. Mm -hmm. If we don't do that, then we keep repeating the same problems because we didn't learn anything. And how do I know that somebody didn't learn? Simple, because when we meet again in six months or six years, they're telling me about same the same thing. problem with their yeah. job, the same problem in their, whoever they're you know, married to at the time, the same problem with their money. It always comes back. It's like, you know what? You always seem to have the same problem in, in your life with your family or the same problem in your life with your job or with your money or with your boss. Maybe the problem, and, and here's, here's where you decide who's a friend <laughs> and who's not. When you say maybe... Maybe the problem isn't the you know the 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 last you know wife that you married. Maybe, maybe the problem's in you. You think? Maybe well, the problem isn't a bad obvious. boss. Maybe the problem's in you. It seems obvious that you would at somewhere on the journey look in the mirror and say, "Oh my word!" It's yeah, it's me. hard to do. It's hard to do because I find that the things that I'm dealing with now have been so much a part of who I am since I forever. That you don't think you have problems. Like, I don't have any problems. You got the problems. I'm fine. That's right. I'm yeah, fine. I'm good. I'm He's good. He's got yeah. issues. He needs a support group. She should go to therapy. But me, you know, I'm fine. Yeah. And ha it's very painful 
Uh, it's also disorienting to say, oh, my word, I have issues, deep issues. Oh, yeah, my it's word. deeply humbling, deeply it's humbling. Deeply but humbling. here's the deal. When we're able to, with humility and brokenness, and this is why I love the writing of Brene Brown and others uh, like Steve Brown who teach on shame, is because when I'm able to get past the humbleness and the brokenness, because shame, you know, when I'm in shame, all I'm feeling is the pain and the hurt and the difficulty, and that's all I can see. When I'm able to see beyond that to the lesson, and, and sometimes somebody did something horrible to me, you know, so, and we say, well, why would that happen? The Bible teaches, James chapter 1, that God allows the testing and trying of our faith to build our patience, to build our character, to develop our soul. And so when I think about, well, why did that happen? I don't know why. Sometimes God never answers why, but he will show us how we can grow. He will show us how we can change and how we can be more perfected and shaped like his son, Jesus. And that's really the goal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There is no comfortable place in life where everything all works out and it's always magical. I mean, there is a magical place called Disney World. My daughter <laughs> works there and I love going there. But what I found is at the end of the day, unless you're buying a t-shirt or a snow globe, they kick you out. It's midnight. You need to go home. No, I want to live in the Magic Kingdom. No, this is a theme park. Go home. Get out of here. Nobody lives here. It's just run by a big mouse. Go home. Right? Right. Okay. So this is a good conversation because you're giving an infrastructure to processes that I am finally observing. Like I've never really liked to read books. Like I'll read a fiction novel. I love novels, but I'd always be like, all oh, those other books are so tedious. I don't want to read them. And now I'm devouring them because I want to grow. I want personal development so that I can understand right. things that are going on. So it's almost like a maturing level, at, at least in my journey, you get to a point where you go, well, I have to do these things. I have to grow. I can't stay where I am. And God hey, won't let me. Right. right. So, but remember that circle. So you're at a place in your journey, Lisa, where personal development is very important. And you're going, oh, I can't get enough of this. There are mm -hmm. other people who've read nonfiction books and personal development books and self-help books and spiritual books. And they'll go, oh, that's great. And, 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 and they're maybe in that area of their life, they're pretty stable, but they need the character development. So think of people you and I have known, will not use names at this point, who... <laughs> Had a lot of book knowledge, but they were hard people to deal with. You know, there's an old joke that if somebody comes up and says you're acting like, you know, the back end of a horse and somebody else comes up and says you're acting like the back end of a horse, well, after a while, just buy a saddle because you know what? Everybody knows that you're not being a very nice person. And when I'm able to step back and say, wow, that person has a lot of book knowledge, but they're mean or worse, they're judgmental. There's something going on inside of them that makes them mean and mad. Mm -hmm. Because so when you be, look at God, he's neither of those. That would be character development or spiritual devel development lack in them because they may have, they may know everything, but... Yeah, got a lot so, of book knowledge, but they don't have a lot of God. And that's the spiritual development. When someone, I love this, when someone says, how can I tell somebody has spiritual development? They're humble, they're patient, they're gentle, mm -hmm. they're peaceful, they're loving, Matter of fact, there's a list, and you go, Well, that's just the fruits of the spirit, right? Mm -hmm, right. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. about education. It's not about how big their library is. It's not how many books they read on Kindle. They just look and smell like Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, how can I tell if somebody has character development? You look at their life. 
How can I tell if somebody has personal development? You look at their life because even though they may have read a lot of books and have a photographic memory and take tests well, if somebody has read a book on uh, breaking a habit and they don't change their habit or they bought, a, you know, they read a book about weight loss and they didn't, you know, do anything about their health. Oh my they, word! They, you know what? They just they just bought a book. Help the author, maybe, but it didn't help them. I was looking at my bookshelf. I collect books. I mean, it's the one thing in my life where I just don't weed. I just keep. I have hundreds, if not maybe even over a thousand books in my living room, and I was just counting how many books I have on health. I don't do one thing written in any of those books in this moment in my life. But man, I have got the book. Well, when I think about having the books watch this because it's a nice formula to be able to really create positive change. If someone says, man, I, I just, I've got to change my life or I'm going to die. I love being around a person like that mm-hmm. because I don't point them toward information because you can go on Google and ask Siri, Hey, what do I need to do to change my life? And Siri can give me information, but information doesn't change your life. What changes your life is application of being able to say, I'm a hearer of the word, but I'm also going to be a doer of the word, to quote the half-brother of Jesus. He was a pastor in Jerusalem, and he said, if you hear God's word and you don't do anything about it, you deceive yourself. Yes, yes, yes. You look in a mirror and you walk away and act like a hypocrite. And the thing that hurts me the most, Lisa, I've been that guy who had a lot Mm -hmm. of knowledge and who said mean, judgmental things until somebody helped me to know better. Me too. And I thought, I was just a religious person who was, you know, mean because I'm good with words, mm-hmm. and I could out-argue somebody instead of knowing if you're a Christ follower, we look at that person as gentle and humble and somebody who's not prideful and not egotistical and not arrogant. They're just there's a presence about them, and it's the literal spirit of God inside of them that makes them love people and things that other people don't love, and it's because they have the eyes of God. When we're able to walk with God in the Beatitudes, the Master Jesus taught, blessed are the pure in heart because they will see God, and, and I like to add to that, they'll hear God. They'll see God everywhere. They'll hear God's voice everywhere. So instead of talking about how bad it is in the world, they'll say, did you see that baby was born to that couple and it worked out the hospital waived some of the fees? Wow, look at this success story. And what I found, the the closer I am in my spiritual journey, not religious because religious stuff just messes with your head and can make you mean, at least it did for me, uh, and judgmental. But the more spiritual I am, the more I'm able to see, wow, look at what God did. And I find I'm not mad at anybody. Mm-hmm. God's mm-hmm. not mad at you because God let his son die for you. God loves you. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. shame piece says, oh, no, I'm unlovable. Mm-hmm. And the Jesus piece says, I died for you because I love you. Don't believe that lie. You're worthy. I needed to hear that. I mean, the, the writing of the Steve Browns and the Born Free series or Brene Brown and her work on shame or, or different authors like that have helped me because it helped me to see, man, I was stuck in how bad things were instead of moving one step forward into what could I learn from this? This person who ripped me off, this person who used me, this person who hurt somebody that I love, mm-hmm. what could I learn through this? And sometimes it's to learn to pray for bad people. 
Okay, this is all so good. I'm processing while you're talking. It's a wonderful feeling. It's just such, it's so rewarding and such a great feeling. So I see, I see two things I want to verbalize, and that is <laughs> that we either hurt ourselves or we hurt people or people hurt us. And we can stay right there in that pain or shame or whatever, right? Or we can get information, we can read and learn and do personal development, character development, spiritual development, all these things, move towards these things. But it's not about information in the end. It's about application. There's my takeaway. <laughs> it's about yeah. it's about the application of the information. I have said several times over this past year, here's where the rubber meets the road. Do I believe what I say I believe? Am I who I've said I am? I, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yep. Not until there was a demand on the application of everything I've said I believed, you know, then I could just talk a good talk and shout from my righteous mountain at all the dirty people down in the valley. But then when you're down in the valley and you're like side by side with people who are hurting, it's a whole different it's now, now I'm, now it's application of grace. Now That's it's application right. of forgiveness. So I get what you're saying and I'm enjoying you picking it apart. Uh, so um, you're so gifted, man. You're so, you're oh, so talented. You. You're so talented with your words and your uh, perception of stuff. So I really appreciate this conversation. You, you know, well, thank you for the wonderful compliment and the wonderful praise, but I can tell you that um, I've had great teachers and great mentors, but mostly I've had a lot of pain and hardship. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of painful, difficult times, and, and I had some wonderful guides who came alongside and said, I wonder what you could learn from that. Well, you trusted that person, and they cheated you out of thousands of dollars. I wonder what you could learn. They also helped me because they were people of faith to say, you know, as long as you're mad at them, it doesn't seem to be hurting them at all, but it seems to be just tearing you apart. As long as you're self-medicating with food, it doesn't seem to be hurting the person that hurt you and the people that you love. It just seems to be mostly hurting you. You know, Lisa, there's this thing called Ben and Jerry's therapy, you know, and <laughs> where you get together with Ben and Jerry and you have group therapy and it involves one spoon, not three spoons, one spoon. I believe in that therapy. I have it's had that therapy. Ooh, it's, me too. Me I mean, too. a little chunky monkey, good for the soul. A little fish food <laughs> to feed the spiritual things inside. And, and my current favorite is is Stephen Colbert's American Dream because it's, you know, I, I feel more American. The self-medication piece, which is part of staying stuck in pain instead of learn from pain. The problem I see in, in, in personal growth, the problem I see with people is they don't allow themselves to feel pain, and so they never grow. Oh, man. They hide from pain mm -hmm. with food or drugs or the next mm -hmm. person they're going to sleep with mm -hmm. or the mm -hmm. stuff they're spending their money on. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not throwing rocks at anybody because mm -hmm. I think there's 10 commandments and I broke most of them. Yeah, me too. But God graciously said, man, you're screwed up. But let me tell you about my son, Jesus, who came to rescue you. And that's why when I say, Jesus Christ changed my life, I can hardly ever say it without crying. Because Jesus Christ changed my life. I'm not stuck in pain. I can see the pain. But he took me through the pain so that there is growth. There is gain. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to sit down with my friend Lisa or with my friend Dean or with our other friends at the table. And I'm going to say, here's what God taught me through the pain. 
and, and we can help each other because instead of staying stuck in pain and just keep repeating the same old problem, it's saying, I, I want to have the gain. I want to I be able to learn something, but it's not so we can have a comfy, cozy life and hide in a cave somewhere so we can learn something. And I believe strongly, it's my life mission, and that we go back and we help someone else who's stuck in the mud and the pain and the brokenness to help them see it and then heal from it and then walk through it and then go find somebody to help. Thank you, Dwight. Thank you so much for being on the show today. If you would like to hear more shows with Dwight Bain, then just come to lifewithlisawilliams.com and click on Dwight's picture. Hashtag, thanks for listening.